What's up, buddy? Good, man. It's been too long, sir. Too long, but glad to be here. It's. I, I was trying to think of it right now. How long has it been? Has it been more than a year? I think a pandemic happened. Well, I, we, think, I remember we uh, talked about the pandemic because we. <laughs> I vaguely remember that we talked about pandemic. Then there was a lot of uh, things going on in the world that we did the blind uh, deep thoughts. Uh, uh, yes, that sounds about own, right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, and I don't remember what happened or how much time went in in between. Uh, but yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, time also flies too. I feel like the older you get, the, the faster time goes, which is, yeah, it's pretty incredible. I feel like when you're younger, you're like, man, I wish I was, you know, in middle school. I wish I was in high school. And then once you get to those points in life, you're like, holy shit, it just keeps going. It doesn't slow down. Mm -mm. Especially when you're married, which I know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you still are, right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> still have the marital status, yes. She is still here, Miss Tiffany. Uh, and as, as a reminder to the people, Mr. Tony De La Cruz is the one to initiate said relationship because he prompted us to... Uh, hang out while I was recruiting, and uh, you know, one thing led to the to the next, and yeah, two started dogs, dating and two jobs later. Yeah. Two. Yes, sir. Uh, or three moves now. We, yeah, I was gonna say three, three or th three. Yeah, three or four moves. Uh, we moved together in a house in Corpus. Then we moved up to Bryan College Station, and then we moved to San Antonio, and now we are back up in the Bryan College Station area, both working for Texas A&M. Yeah, because uh, Corpus was when y'all were running the legal uh, <laughs> <laughs> share, share unit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we were. The, the legal Airbnb, uh, to give some context, we were renting a house. And, of course, in the rental lease, it says you are not allowed to... Uh, sublease or rent out the space and of course we rented out one of our spare bedrooms on airbnb and made uh, i think three grand in like two or three months so it was fun uh but yeah definitely not totally legal but uh we're past that now yeah yeah and i mean you've moved on now to <laughs> Uh, that was a time and a place in your life where you needed to do that. Uh, I took out the supplement stuff, but yeah, you've moved on and bigger and better. The power couple status is coming in strong for you. Hell yeah, man. It's exciting. Uh, definitely very, very, very cool, very blessed to be able to work for the same institution. Not only work in the same industry, but work for the same institution. Um, and, and we got to do that in our last job, but uh, we, we worked on separate campuses because I worked for the School of Physical Therapy and she worked on main campus um, downtown. And uh, it, it's nice to be, you know, with the same campus, same institution. And we're having fun, man. Young, dumb, and loving it. I dig it. And you're, you're in the maroon yeah, I drank uh, the Kool-Aid. The, the, I haven't drank the whole cup, but the, the Kool-Aid is definitely there. Very strong, very pungent, stings the nostrils. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, for those of y'all who don't remember my history, I actually used to work for an A&M institution for a hot minute. And, uh, yeah, that Kool-Aid is definitely strong. So it wasn't the, the mothership. It wasn't called the station, as uh, Josh and Tiff are at, but... 
it was uh, uh, very much so ingrained in the Kool-Aid. But uh, I got out of there uh, sooner than, than, than later. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, now I'm in the blue and orange Kool-Aid, so San Antonio. Woo! Uh, or at least my home institution, I don't live in San Antonio. It's be regional, so I get to live down in the Rio Grande Valley, down in the uh, Satan's Asshole. <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty freaking hot down there it's it's actually super hot here in texas and it's only june which is wild only mid-june so it's only going to get hotter um but yeah no definitely i can i can attest to that being in the in the rio grande valley right there on the border of mexico it's just, it's freaking hot i think anywhere you go it's hot i mean even houston i know you're not too far off from houston out there but uh even houston's also hot because it's more humidity uh, Ugh, yes. And growing up, whenever I would visit Houston as a kid, I always attributed Houston hotter because of all the buildings. I don't know if that was really scientifically correct, but that's the way that I. Uh, <laughs> they have a lot of big buildings, so the heat just stays all here together. My mom's like, "Yeah, that makes sense." <laughs> <laughs> I not. think uh, obviously, <laughs> scientifically, I think being close to that body of water there in the Gulf of Mexico is contributing to a lot of that humidity, uh, which is also why they get just a crap ton of rain. Uh, which really we haven't had a lot of rain yet either, which is surprising because it's it's hurricane season, right? Summertime is hurricane season, um, so it's we haven't had any bad tropical storms yet, which is good. That's you know knock on wood, nothing crazy happens, but yeah, it's the the weather is is obviously getting pretty wild now. Yeah, you reminded me. I forget it's hurricane season because we haven't really. Yeah, June one starts hurricane or started hurricane season. It goes on through November thirtieth. You know, I didn't realize how far deep hurricane season goes. I always thought yeah, it ended like in September or early August or like, sorry, late August, early September. It goes on through November thirtieth. Dang, November thirtieth. Or at least for twenty twenty two, according to the Google, uh, the Google Lords. <laughs> It says November 30, 2022. That's the, uh, I guess, time slated for it or whatever. But yeah, anyway. Uh, well, that's NOAA. Uh, the, I always forget the acronym or the actual word. NOAA, the North. Oh, excuse me. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. <laughs> Things sound more professional when you burp in between. Uh, I was going to say, is that the beer? Is that the beer kicking in already? Uh, for the beer. <laughs> Not yet for the beards, bros, and brews. That brew is coming up. Oh, yeah. Well, I was drinking a different brew. I was drinking tea earlier. I don't know. Uh, hey, there you go. That counts. Right? I'm, I'm hooked on tea now. I, I drink at least an hour <laughs> and a half of sweet tea every week. As if I wasn't sweet <laughs> enough already. I have to sweet my life a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, that was a good I was waiting for Josh to like, get in here, and so I started a 16 ounce Coors Light. Whereas a good buddy of mine, Rudy, and I call them above average because a tall boy is 24, a regular 24. I mean, 12 ounce is just, a, you know, a beer or a brew. But uh, <laughs> the 16 ounce is above average, so you, we call it the above average boy. <laughs> uh, I love Rudy. Rudy's a, a good time. That, that's funny. The above average boy. I'm going to have to use that going it's right forward. In the middle. It's right in the middle. It's in no, the middle. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Pocket, right. So 16 ounce of anything is an above average boy. In podcast land, so just FYI. But yeah, if you ever hear about that and it goes mainstream, we started it. Well, there you go. 
There you go. And you're on vacation, so it's it, the beer tastes a little bit better when you have, when you have time off and you're enjoying yourself. That is correct. That is correct because uh, I started. I mean, it's been a minute since we've all talked together here, uh, family time. But yeah, it's been a minute that we've all talked, and I started a new regiment of drinking. And so during the pandemic, I was going heavy into the alcohol but i started a new regiment where i only drink fridays after work and up until sunday at noon so anytime in that window is when i would drink monday through friday anytime before 5 p.m i don't drink but now because it's on vacation all bets are off uh, because of that hence the beer today because i am on vacation i started vacation tuesday and it's been continuing on. So this is the first beer of the day, though, actually, if you can believe it, because it's too damn hot to be drinking throughout the day. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad system you got going on there. The um, yeah, what 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 prompted that? Was it just kind of health change? Or just, you know, man, kind of drinking too much? I mean, I think it's always good to have boundaries. One, I thought stuff. I was drinking a lot. I felt like I was drinking a lot. Um, two, I just felt crappy all the time. Uh, part of it was missing Josh. Um, I have to attribute a big portion of that to Josh. Uh, part of it was missing Josh that I felt crappy. But the other part was just I drank so much whiskey, beer. I ate a lot, more than I should have. Um, I just didn't feel like I had enough energy or any energy at all some days. And just wanted to change. And so I said, what if I stop drinking like Monday through Friday until like I'm actually off of work? not like anytime after work on Monday or Tuesday and that felt pretty cool and then drinking early in the morning on Saturdays at 9 a.m. felt great and then I was like maybe this could be like my little reward if I don't drink at all during the week and then Fridays after work and then Sunday only up until noon then that would be my little pocket of, of reward and anything afternoon on Sunday I don't drink or anything like that and so that just kind of became a regimen and it became like a thing then there was weeks where I wouldn't drink at all and I felt great and then the sweet tea kind of kicked in somewhere in there, and that just kind of took over, or maybe even replaced the beer. I don't know. But, yeah, I stopped drinking so much during the week, and I stopped caring about what I was eating, but I just started eating stuff that made me happy, i.e. cold cuts. I eat a lot of cold cuts now. And uh, some people say I've lost weight. I say I've lost a Kardashian. Cause I don't know how much pounds, but it's, it's a lot. A, Kardar a Kardashian child, I should say. I don't think <laughs> yeah, the weight of a, like a Kim or a Chloe, but definitely like a Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you weren't, you weren't ever fat, fat. You were just uh, a little plump. I mean, you were, you were always fit because you would always work out. Uh, you just like had a, a little panza. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty plump. Nah, not that big though. But anyways, <laughs> I think I, I, I think you've lost weight. I think you look good, man. Your face is fucking skinny. So skinny. I was like, holy shit. I was like, where'd Tony go? <laughs> At the beginning, but that's good, like, man. Pants felt different. Pants felt like they fit differently. <laughs> and then, less like, tight. The recruitment season this year, especially during Tacker, I was like, oh shit, I need a new belt. Like, my belt feels loose. And I figured it out because I was running into an event. I was running late and I was carrying a box of brochures. And for those of you who don't know, Josh and I used to be recruiters together. So that's where the Tacker stories come in. 
but uh, I was carrying a box of brochures and I was running into my pants were falling and I was like, Jesus Christ, what's going on? And I was like, I think I need a new belt. So I went in to get a new belt and then my pants just kind of bunched all up and I was like, okay, I think I need new pants. Like, this is not, this is not <laughs> just a belt thing. And uh, everybody kept telling me I look skinnier and I was like, I mean, I don't know. I know my pants feel differently. And then all of a sudden my pants no longer fit and so I had to buy new pants. And then all of a sudden my shirts didn't fit. They felt like really baggy and I was like, oh shit. Like, uh-huh. And I honestly haven't weighed myself ever since I was like at my biggest, which is probably like 260. I haven't uh-huh. weighed myself since then, but I just know my pants fit better. I went from a 36 pant to now a 34. So Damn. That's pretty much like the extent of how much I know I've lost weight. And everybody else gives yeah. me shit for it. Like, oh yeah, you're losing weight. You're anorexic now. I'm like, I don't know about that, but... <laughs> I was like, I eat whatever the fuck I want. I know that. I eat ice cream every yeah. day. I, Damn. you know, I eat cold cuts all the time. I cut out a lot of carbs, which, I mean, unknowingly, I, I figured out that's probably what did it. Cut a lot of carbs, so that's probably it. But, yeah, I really, I, I really attributed it to the alcohol. I just wouldn't drink yeah. as much anymore whiskey. I mean, I still drink whiskey and beer, just not as much. As mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, but I mean, other than that, it's just been ever working building the house we're almost done with our house so Josh has gotten to see some pictures of it along the way via the snap yeah how long have you all been building the house I feel like it's been a long time it's been over like almost now we're nearing on two years now with this project yeah part of it was the pandemic that's a long time part of it was the pandemic part of it was the builder going back and forth they admit it was a challenge mm. for them even though at the beginning they said it wasn't a challenge they could build the <laughs> uh, but now we're, we're we can see the finish line we've entered into the stadium and we can we're running the end of our marathon here we can we can see the finish line uh, good so, yeah man we should hopefully have a home here pretty soon but it's got a four bedroom three bath home second floor outdoor nice. terrace it's got a coffee nice. bar in there, of course. You have to have a coffee bar in there. And then <laughs> Naturally. Also has a, what we call a hole-in-the-wall bar, because you can't really see it from at the entrance. You have to like look a little bit past the hallway, and then you see it kind of mm-hmm. built into the wall. It's a actual bar in there that we have for our alcohol. So depending on the day that you're having, when you get home, you could either continue it by going to the coffee bar, or you could go and drink your shuttles away at the hole-in-the-wall bar, which is always open, by the way. It's open 24-7. <laughs> and uh, cover's always free. You just have to listen to my lame jokes. I'm always the bartender, so you have to listen to my lame jokes. Uh, but as long as you're good with that, and as long as you drink whatever I put in your hand, then you're good. Well, good deal, man. That sounds great. Um, where is it at in the valley? Is it in, uh, West Loco? West Loco, yeah. Yeah, not too far West from uh, where the magic happened between you and Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> Not too far away. <laughs> Not too far away. Yeah, in West Loco, Texas. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, kind of close is there, to Ed Crotch Elsa, basically. Is there like a decent amount of land at all, or is it kind just of in a cul-de-sac? Or yeah, just shy of an acre on paper. Oh, it's like point nine six. To me, it feels like an acre. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like how six inches is relevant or relative compared to uh, <laughs> six inches and two inches is relative. Point uh, nine six. Depends. Like yeah. Yeah, it depends who's measuring. Yeah, why not? Exactly. <laughs> Give it an extra inch exactly. or two. <laughs> and it depends on the activity that anybody else is doing, whether or not they consider two minutes a long time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You try planking for two minutes and telling me that that's not a long time. 
<laughs> no, it's it's a very long time. <laughs> well, that's good, man. <laughs> that's exciting, um, especially four beds, three baths. That's that's the way to go. That is the way to do it. Um, well, that's is there like a specific day? I know you said you see it, but is there like a, a month? Yeah, I'm hoping October, it's like, uh, November. By July fifteenth, we should already be signed, sealed, delivered, ready. Oh to shit. Officially, like, load in. That's what I'm predicting on paper. Or, okay. Like, in my head, I don't want to put that on paper yet, but that's what I'm predicting. Right. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we see when we see it, basically. Yeah. Uh, a couple, couple of gonna... touches missing. I'm sorry, what was that? You're going to have to uh, have a housewarming party. Oh, for sure. For sure, man. I'll have to invite you so you can come out and uh, have a Teddy Brewski with me on the, on the terrace. Heck yeah, a nice little bud latte. Sounds we good to me. We can have one of those or I'll have some ranch waters if you prefer. I'm not sure. Oh, I do. I, yeah, that's more my, my vibe. I like the tequila. and Yeah, I like the tequila and club soda because uh, yeah, I like so to stay like away. You're like Dan and Shay. Yeah. When I drink tequila. <laughs> I miss that velvety voice that you have. It's been... <laughs> It sounded really good. I was like, yeah. Um, yeah, I forget about that. Uh, well, not that I forget, but I, d I didn't realize that you really were into the ranch water. I just kind of predicted based off of the... What were they? It wasn't ranch water before that. It was something else. Uh, some other weird drink that came out that I thought... Uh, is it? No, not the cider. It's not the Topo Chico? We no, like the Topo no, Chico. Those are freaking good. The White Claws. Uh, which one? The White Claws? Yes, that one. It was the White Claws. The White Claws, was a, which would have alluded me to the fact that you might like <laughs> Yeah, man. No laws with the claws. Absolutely. No regulations when the claws of white come out. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, we're, we're more of the Topo Chico now because the Topo Chico has their own version of the seltzer the hard seltzer, uh, which is delicious, and they have some margarita flavors too. Do they really um, so they, they do, man. They've really outdone themselves. I probably haven't been looking for them either, but I, haven't, I don't believe I've seen them. Uh, we'll go look at your local Heb or your Heb down there, the H E B, and yeah, the uh, they'll have them on sale. Miami is a really good one because they got that the winery in there too, or the wine spot. You know, mm. they have like all the seventeen thousand yep. wines. Uh, yep. And they do a lot of craft beers over here too, which I appreciate. For all your hip, for all the yeah, for all the hippies out there that want their craft brews and IPAs, you can you can find it there too. But yeah, the, yeah, the, the hard seltzer, it's a game changer, man. It's a game changer because I just get so full on beer, and beer is just uh, I don't know, so carby, and you feel shitty, and then you got the shits after, and the beer shits, and I don't know, I'm more of a tequila and club soda, splash a little bit of lime in it. Uh, and kind of sip on that, smoke a fat cigar, and, and call it a good good day. I was I was out at the site. I was out at the the Topo Chico, but I I'm back in on the cigar. I'm, I'm back in on that conversation on the cigar. <laughs> but oddly enough, you know, with the new refound regimen of of eating that I have, I don't get the beer shits anymore. Huh. I think it's because I just well, don't you. eat what I don't need. Like I no longer. <laughs> eat I don't eat like for me and, and two small children. 
I just gotcha. don't need to, like more out of sustenance. And I mean, cold cuts yeah. are one of the best ones around. I do I eat a lot of chicken breasts. Whenever I travel, I do buy a whole chicken breast. And I mean, you could feed a whole family with that. I'm just <laughs> dinner. Uh, but like throughout the day, I don't eat a whole lot. Like I'll eat, you know, little stuff here and there. Maybe it's like fasting. I don't know. But I, I have no idea what I'm doing with my diet. I just know that I eat what makes me happy. I do eat a lot of cake, <laughs> a lot of ice cream. That's a lot of sugar, and you have the iced tea on that. Damn, son! I'm surprised you don't have diabetes. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe I will get it. <laughs> well, heck yeah, man! You're Hispanic. You're Latino. It runs in the blood. It's practically already a birth. Yeah, pretty pretty much. You're giving it. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, that's a lot of sugar. But, I mean, obviously you look good and you're feeling better. So, I mean, to each his own, everyone's different in how they process things. So, that's badass. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for you. I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, like if I'm having fun, if I'm feeling better, if I'm feeling good. Yeah. Um, if I die tomorrow, I left happy and my, my belly was good. <laughs> there you go. But I get the beer shits, which is fun. So, I mean, and I, and I don't feel like beer is too carby for me. I drink a lot of Coors Light. The Mountains of Blue, um, Shiner Box. I drink the dark beers too. Recently, I, I picked up a six pack of Zegan Box, and I hadn't had those in a hot minute. Those were delicious. So, there you go. Uh, I don't know, but I don't feel anymore, and I still drink a lot of dark whiskey. Ah. Well, good stuff. Yeah, but, okay, maybe we just ranted for like with alcohol for like 10 minutes, and we should be sponsored by. <laughs> <laughs> and then White Claw, if you want to jump in there, but that's all right. That's you don't true. have to. White Claw and also cigars. Yeah, we also put some yeah. cigars. Yeah. But yeah, man, so yeah. what else is going on with in your world? Uh, new new role, completely right for work. And new yeah. Role, uh, being out there closer to Travis Burke. <laughs> yeah, man, he is out here. To Burke's creation, so you don't have to pay for shipping yeah. anymore. <laughs> That's right, Burke's creations on Instagram. Go check them out. They have some great woodwork. <laughs> they have some, no, they really do. Yeah, no, yeah, for shout sure. Out to, I, shout I, out to <laughs> Andy, her name's Andy. So <laughs> have some sorry. respect. So I heard <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. But yeah, no, well, yeah, man, I feel like a lot's happened. Uh, a lot of good things. I just turned 30, the big 3-0, the which 30. is uh, the dirty 30. I'm super stoked for my 30s. I think being in the 30s is, is the place to be. Um, I know a lot of people dread it, and I'm, everyone's scared to turn 30, but I'm excited, man. I feel like there's a lot of good things ahead, and I feel like when you're 30, you just have a little bit more of a grip on life and what you want to do moving forward. Um, so there's that, just turned 30 last month in May. And um, uh, I will start education-wise. I did end up finishing, I know, when we were recording originally uh, back in the day, a few years ago, <laughs> uh, I was working on a second master's degree. Um, I forgot the title of that episode. That I think it's like degrees, not, not something. Babies. 
Yeah, make masters, not babies. Yeah, so I did end up finishing. Yeah, I graduated in January of 2021. Uh, so I completed that. Uh, and then I started a, a doctoral program the last fall, fall of 2021. So I started in August uh, with Liberty University. I'm getting my doctor of education in higher education administration with uh, an organizational leadership cognate. So basically a, a concentration or an emphasis in organizational leadership. So I started that, so I already finished, uh, I think, four classes. Um, I'm in classes right now. And then of course, uh, it's a, about a three-year program, so I'm expected to graduate hopefully in the summer of 2024, uh, which is pretty exciting. Do you yeah, man. do a dissertation for this one and or a thesis defense? Uh... Uh, <laughs> No, I don't. So that's kind of why I chose the EDD route instead of the PhD. So a little less research with the EDD route, and then it's uh, a capstone project that you have to complete uh, instead of a full-on dissertation. Uh, but you obviously do have to get the capstone approved and before you can graduate. And I still have to go through all the different research classes, but it's not as intense as a PhD route. So, uh, but yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm stoked. Uh, so I've, I've been kind of keeping that on the DL. I don't really post much about it. I don't, I, I don't feel the need to want to be like, hey, yeah, I'm in a doctoral program. Like, no one gives a shit. Like, no one cares. Uh, and I'm just sharing with you, obviously, because you're my friend. I haven't seen you in a while. And um, one of those just kind of keeping quiet and been grinding on and, uh, you know, not trying to bring much attention to it because I think, you know, for me, the whole purpose of getting a doctoral degree is to set me up for a solid, even more solid job in the future, meaning assistant vice president or an assistant dean or you know one of the the higher ups that have just real influence at that senior executive level um, within the different universities uh, it could be at a m it could be at somewhere else but that's kind of a long-term goal you know maybe hopefully you know five to ten years from now uh, but we'll see um, and then of course as you mentioned new job uh, so previously, I was the director of enrollment for the School of Physical Therapy at the University of Incarnate Word. Um, and then Tiff and I just really didn't like San Antonio. It was nothing against UIW or my position. We just weren't happy, happy living in a big city where there's just so much traffic, so many people. Um, there's a lot of college students out there, too, especially with UTSA, which you work for and has what? A, a, student population of 30,000 students yeah, well, um so it jeez, yeah. <laughs> yeah over 36 yeah which is and i'm sure they're probably have enrollment goals to, to increase that which is even it's i don't know I, I don't get universities just wanting to just continually grow and expand and having to be the biggest uh, even though i say that working for literally the biggest university in the nation with freaking, they think they've got over seventy thousand students at A and M now, yeah. Um, which which is just ridiculous, but it is what it is. But anyways, we're not happy with San Antonio, and I don't know, man. We just needed a change, and we both really liked the Bryan College Station area. And I think the biggest issue was I could never find a job with A and M, which is why we didn't stay up here. And you know, ask the permission in twenty twenty, say, hey, Tiff, like. Can I look somewhere else? You know, do you mind if I ex expand my search? What about San Antonio? And that's where I landed that my my last role. Um, but now we're back up here. I work for a brand new department. Um, it's called the Aggie One Stop. So it's a one stop shop 
where it covers admissions, registrar, financial aid, military benefits, um, it, admissions, if I didn't already say that. Um, but it, it's great to still work in enrollment services, but actually expand my knowledge in all these different fields like registrar and student business services and financial aid and, and being able to help uh, prospective students, current students, former students, uh, veteran students, um, and really expand my role as a supervisor too. Um, so now I get to supervise a team of five, six full-time employees. And then under me, uh, two of my employees also supervise uh, the peer advisors or the student workers. So technically I'm the, the granddaddy, the grandpa to those, <laughs> to those student workers uh, because they, they fall under my, my team. Uh, but yeah, man, we're, yeah, exactly. So we're, we're excited it, it, in TIFFs working for, so at A&M, they used to be the Office of Admissions and Recruitment, uh, but recently they had a big divorce, and now it's just the Office of Admissions and then the Office of Recruitment as separate entities. So Tiffany works for the Office of Recruitment, and she mainly focuses on DEI initiatives, uh, really trying to enhance numbers with the African-American students, Black students, Hispanic, Latino, um, really trying to increase those populations at A&M. Um, and so she mainly focuses on 8th through 10th graders um, and just kind of educating them and, and creating a pathway for them to go to A&M. And she also gets to work with the other prospective student centers throughout Texas um, and basically say, hey, here's how you attract these students. Here's how we can provide resources for them. Here's how we can make sure that they're successful at Texas A&M. Um, so that way they can go out and recruit accordingly. And, and obviously you're familiar with that, with what you do and um, and what you see out in the field too. So, and she's loving it. She's got a boss who loves her, who is going to invest in her as a person and professional. Uh, so overall, man, I, I just think we're in a really good place uh, mentally, emotionally, uh, physically as well. Um, so just, just very happy and doing well. So ha happy to report that. That's awesome, dude. I'm just glad you found a, like a good spot for y'all. San Antonio is huge. I love San Antonio. But again, I don't live there. I love the university that I work for. But again, being part of the university means you don't have to necessarily travel all the time to like the city and or traveling around the city. So yeah, San Antonio can be a bit of a chore to get around with all the traffic and all that and everything. I mean, I love I love small cities. So uh, anytime I can drive back roads, I'm all for it. So I hate oh yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah man there's just too many people you're like come on and then there's just bad drivers in general it's like this is not worth it in fact my i think it was the first three months we were there i got in a car accident it was it was nothing serious it was just a little uh bumper to bumper action where uh this lady you know how in when you're on a, just a normal residential, not necessarily residential but just a normal street and they have the middle lane reserved so people can turn left Right, so both sides of the street can use the middle lane so they can turn left respectively. So with that said, um, I was in the left lane, close to the middle lane, right? The closest lane to the middle. And I was driving and then this lady gets in the left lane and she speeds up to pass me in the middle lane. And then sure enough, there's a car parked in the middle of the middle lane because they're waiting to turn and she had to cut in front of me and so when she cut in front of me i slammed my brakes 
I didn't hit her, but the car behind me hit me, and I slammed into her. Now, it was nothing crazy. Like I said, I didn't have any damage on my car. Uh, the only car that had damage was the one who hit me, and that's because I have a trailer hitch. And that's the exact reason why I keep a trailer hitch on my uh, my car, um, is because if I get rear-ended, man, they're going to hit that first, and my car's going to be totally fine, which is exactly what happened. So a uh, nice little life lesson for y'all driving a, a trailer or a, not a trailer, but a truck or a I don't know. I don't even know what my car is anymore. I, I miss driving a truck. I've got a Toyota 4Runner. Yeah, I know it went away. Yeah, SUV crossover. Yeah, SUV. Yeah, whatever it is. But, anyways, um, I am itching to get back into that truck world. Uh, I'm. I think the go-to truck now would be a Ram. I really like the Ram trucks that they got. Um, but we'll see. Uh, it just depends. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, man. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I am glad I did have the Forerunner in San Antonio because I mean, driving around a city, it's smaller parking, it's tighter spaces. You run into those parking garages downtown. So basically, when you pull in, and I know you know this with your big ass truck, is when you pull into a parking garage and you're like, oh shit, I'm not gonna fit because my truck my truck is too high and I'm gonna hit the ceiling. Um, so it was, I will say it did, it was a nice thing to have in, in the city, but now that we're in more of a, uh, not rural, but country town, everyone's driving a truck, and uh, I miss having it, so we'll see what happens. No, yeah, I almost bought a Dodge once, but then I remembered I'm a Ford guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, I just really wanted to get into a truck at that time, and they were offering me a really good deal. But, well, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. So my speaking of the big truck in 2020, May of 2020, uh, some drunk driver took me off the road in my driving my yes. F250. Thankfully, I was by myself because the guy came flying out of a. Uh, you know, speaking of country roads and, and back roads, I was driving down 107 SH 107 State Highway, labeled as a state highway, but it's a back country road type deal. And some dude just came flying out of a gas station like no brakes whatsoever and just slammed right into me and i was driving on the far right hand lane right before the actual like shoulder or emergency lane if you will on on mm -hmm. the type of country road that has more than two lanes and yeah. tried to move over to the leftmost lane tried to move over to the middle lane trying to get away from him trying to avoid him and having a collision with because i knew we we're going to break in time and the guy behind me was way too close so I tried to squeeze over two lanes, and he still came and hit me right on the passenger door, knocked me clear Jesus. off the road, and I went into uh, oncoming traffic lanes, everything like that. Thankfully, nobody was coming down the road when I went there, or at least nobody was in the vicinity. I went completely off the road, ended up on a patch of grass across the street from the, the gas station where he came flying out of, and I like narrowly missed hitting a palm tree head-on, it knocked out my rear view mirror and if you've ever driven an F-250 or seen it they've got the huge trailer viewing mirrors it, it completely knocked that out of there I killed a mailbox on the way down there and again these are country, ro country roads so they don't just have a mailbox on a wooden post they've got it on a steel post that goes I don't know how many feet into the ground so that thing took out the whole front end of my truck and uh, finally ended up stopping right before a giant or a big old water pipe thing on the ground. Uh, one of them water tower type things. And uh, 
yeah, so that, that was the end of my truck. So that one completely, my insurance totaled it. That guy's insurance totaled my truck. I ended up getting a settlement check on my truck after a month and a half or so of battle back and forth. Um, I ended up having to brand, buy a brand new truck, or a brand new truck to me, not brand new to the world, but brand new truck. And then, of course, the housing, or not housing, but vehicle crisis of the world was going on because the pandemic was still <laughs> full swing. So yep. ended up going from an F-250 to an F-150, but it's a 2019. It's got a couple more bells and whistles than my truck had on it. Um, huh. So, I mean, it was the best I could do with what I had. So I don't regret buying my truck, but I do miss my old truck, if that makes any sense. But yeah, it's yeah, a white it truck. I went from a gray uh, Frank the Tank, as I named him, to a white truck. <laughs> now and so, being a big fan of uh, Black Mass, the movie, and uh, Jimmy Bulger, Jimmy Whitey Bulger, I named my truck Jimmy, as in Jimmy Whitey Bulger. Because <laughs> nice. it really is white. But yeah. Little stuff like that uh, just kind of happened and everything along the way. But yeah, that was the big change for me. Speaking of car accidents, and it wasn't even in the big city, it was, and it wasn't even my damn fault. So that was really like over a month and a half of like going back and forth, like man, it's not even my damn fault, and I have to look for a brand new truck or another truck. So every now and then I catch myself on websites looking around for more, more trucks. Cause I do want an F250. I do want to get back to an F250 at some point, but maybe after a year or so of having my house, I'll look for another truck. But doesn't hurt to look right now and just to peek to see what's up. The market's still weird for vehicles right now. If you're buying a truck, right. it's probably a way over MSRP. If you're selling a vehicle, mm-hmm. they're probably not going to give you what you, know, you could get for it anywhere else. It's, it's right. a hard thing right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm so fortunate enough that I have a truck again. Yeah, fortunate to be alive, man. Fortunate to, to be talking here today because that's, I mean... <sighs> No, definitely, <laughs> definitely there was that uh, uh, to put it in easiest terms there was uh, somebody looking out for me that, that night because um, it was well over close to 9 almost 8.30 in the evening that I was driving mm. home and I had I had consumed some beverages earlier that day like probably two hours before coming onto the road is my last one that I had and I would only had two for the day, and I know mm-hmm. that's a cliche. Yo, I only had two beers. No, I really only had two beers. The last one I had consumed before I even started driving was two hours before, so I was completely fine to be driving. Mm-hmm. That dude was mm-hmm. fine. He was driving a Toyota Tacoma, and just by sheer trajectory, it hit me right on where it just kind of deflected me off of the road, and Jesus. it sent him like completely 360, or more like a 180 back into the garage, or back into the gas station area. And so his mm-hmm. truck was totaled, and it was a veteran, older man 70 some years old and damn he was apparently in bad shape uh, he was apparently ended up getting some type of bodily injury to his arm or something was bleeding everywhere i walked away Jesus. with just a bump on my forearm where i blocked the airbag from hitting me in the face like i michael ordered it damn is the best way that i can describe it because uh if you're <laughs> blindside and it's like what happened to your arm hell like, yeah i stopped it stopped what the airbag he- Apparently, I stopped yeah. the airbag with my forearm, so it didn't hit me clear on in the face the way it normally would have. Wow. And right. I really only had, like, a small or, like, a slight bruise on my chest from where the seatbelt did what it was supposed to do and held me, held my fat ass in place from flying out the damn window. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I walked away from it, and, like, cops, everybody that talked to me that night were like, oh, you know, like, you have a broken arm, go to the hospital, whatever. And we went to the hospital, and the doc's like, 
you don't have a broken arm. It's just a hematoma. I'm like, what's that? It's just a big bruise. And I was like, okay. A bruise, yeah. And so he's just like, all right. Like, I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. I was like, all right. So he's like, dude, you're lucky. And I'm like, somebody was looking out for me. And, I mean, if it's if it's any testament to it, that night I had a dream about the accident. I kind of relived exactly how it had happened. Because I remember, too, I was listening oh, to Great sure. on the drive. And I was listening yeah. to Miles and Mud Tires. Uh, if you're familiar with Peter Smith, you know the song. But I was listening to that, and I was jamming. When I saw that dude come out, I was like, oh, shit, that guy's coming fast. Oh, shit, he's still coming. Oh, crap, he hit me. Uh, and I remember, Jesus. too, when he hit me, I said, motherfucker, really loud. Because at the end, my voice was yeah. hoarse from just yelling motherfucker so loud. And uh, when I was, when I remember when I hit the, the mailbox and I took it out with the front of my truck, and I was driving. I remember hanging on to the, putting my my other hand on the wheel because I always drive with one hand on the wheel. But I remember putting my second hand on the wheel, my right hand on the wheel, and somebody in in my head said, "You're okay, you're okay. Just stay straight. Just stay straight." And that's when I saw the the palm tree go by and my mail, my uh, rearview mirror hit it and whatnot. And I was like, "Dude, if I would have turned the wheel, or if I would have done anything, I would have hit that shit head on." And I'm like, "Somebody yeah. told me to stay straight, and that's what I did." And wow. if you follow me closely and long enough. Uh, you know that I always say that because in a uh, couple months prior to that in February of 2020 because this happened in May of 2020 February of 2020 I lost my half brother who I've always considered a brother to me uh, mm-hmm. and also like a father figure because he basically raised me ever since I was little along with my mom uh, mm-hmm. and when I had that dream and everything that night I realized it was my brother's voice the one that had told me like stay straight you're good you're good and it was that's what made me kind of more peaceful about it made it easier to kind of like deal with it at the time but I didn't think about it after that and it wasn't until I had that dream that next day I told my wife my wife's like well you know there's your garden angel I'm like yeah no kidding like he was working overtime that night like he's he's still looking out for me even though it was late at night so yeah it's crazy time if it wasn't the pandemic that took me out it was almost a damn drunk driver but yeah (laughs) yeah and and like you said you're just so thankful that your wife wasn't in that passenger seat seat because who knows what happened to her too and yeah, man, it's... It hit right on it. It hit right on it. It hit that's so heavy. hard when, when we went to yeah. go visit my truck the next Monday. Because that happened on Sunday. When we visited my truck on Monday at the tow truck lot, whatever, you couldn't open the yeah. right the right passenger door at all. The back door, you Jeez. couldn't open it at all. Because it literally, like, if you hold your hand out straight and kind of, like, you know, bend your hand inward and anything, that's the way my truck looked. Like, it was, like, almost folded in half type deal. And I mean, we're talking about an F two fifty, all steel. You know, yeah, I was gonna say no it's a big right. ass truck. It was a twenty thirteen, <laughs> yeah. So it was way before this fiberglass shit where trucks came out lighter or anything like that. It folded that shit in half. And it's like, Jeez. So like looking at the truck afterward, looking at the mess that it created afterward, I'm like, damn, like that's pretty fortunate there somebody was looking out for me somebody didn't feel like it was my time some point after that i decided that i shouldn't eat so much i shouldn't drink so much because obviously i'm supposed <laughs> yeah. to be here for some reason or another i just haven't figured it out yet uh yeah, absolutely that, that type of deal but yeah man so a lot a lot has definitely happened to us in the past uh i'd say you know what two years because we're 2022 and that was 2020 we hadn't talked then so yeah, yes, it's been sir. about two years. Damn, we were trying to figure it out earlier. It's been about two years. Yeah, it's because 2021 was a weird time. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, I think we just kind of had to figure some shit out. And um, obviously we still talked and communicated and we're still good friends. Um, but I'll say too, for the summer of 2021, so in 2020, I got COVID originally. I got that original strain. But in 2021, 
uh, actually almost a year from now it's or a year in the past in 2021 i got covid for a second time and i got the the delta strain and it actually kicked my ass um so i actually had a fever for 16 days straight uh i had i had double pneumonia so i got pneumonia in both lungs went to the hospital twice uh, so the first time going to the hospital is kind of that original like hey like struggling to breathe here are my symptoms like is there anything you can do to help me out and of course they prescribed some antibiotics uh and which or steroids not antibiotics sorry uh the steroids that they prescribed just weren't effective at all um and for me at that time i'm not anymore but i was diabetic so with diabetes you can get out of it so now all my blood work is really good so i had hypertension and i had uh, diabetes uh, which I was diagnosed with in 2020, which I'm unsure if I talked about in earlier episodes, but uh, we're in a good place now. I'm a lot healthier. I've lost a lot of weight and um, blood works good, so I'm not diabetics, which is fantastic. But anyways, when you have those predisposed, or not predisposed, but when you have those those issues and you get sick, it makes your immune system fight harder and it just takes a lot more for your body to fight back and that's exactly what happened with that Delta strain um, and which is why I struggled so much. So uh, they gave us the steroids. The steroids would basically drive up my sugar, which as a diabetic, that is bad. Um, and it came to a point, I think we were seven days in and my fever would never go down. It would go from uh, 100 to 102 to 99 to 104 to 101. It would fluctuate. So the highest I got was 104. And um, that's when I told Tiff at like three in the morning, I was like, we, we need to go to the hospital. So I get to the hospital and they check my blood oxygen level and it was down to a 90. They said if it was below a 90 that I had to be admitted full time and I had to stay there at the hospital and they would treat me accordingly. But so they brought me in, um, they hooked me up to oxygen and then basically they gave me two choices. They said we can give you more steroids or we have this new treatment. We have the monoclonal antibodies. And, and again, at that time, yeah, again, at that time, it, it was brand new. So they're like, it's an experimental treatment. They're like, you're in the window to do it. Like, you're the perfect candidate for it. Uh, do you want to do it? And I was so messed up in the brain because of my fever and how I was feeling. And keep in mind, Tiff was actually uh, COVID positive. So she tested positive right after July 4th. We had, went, uh, we had gone to Topgolf. And basically that weekend she came down with it. She tested positive, I tested negative, and sure enough, five days later, I tested positive and started having the symptoms. Uh, but anyways, she finally got over COVID and was able to be with, or I don't know, it was the past the 10 day rule where you're not contagious anymore. So she was able to be in the hospital with me because uh, the first time she took me, she wasn't able to come in the hospital with me because she was positive. So anyways, uh, because she was past that 10 day period, she was able to be in the hospital room with me and she had said, let's do the, the antibody treatment. And she made the decision for me and keep in mind before we went to the hospital, I gave her passwords to everything. I gave her, I said, here's all my shit. Here's all the information you need to know. Here's all you find all this stuff. Here's all the passwords. Like it was, it was that kind of outlook. Like, I just didn't know what was going to happen. And uh, went to the hospital, got the treatment. Uh, needless to say, the next day, uh, just slept all day and then finally started to get better. I started to, um, the fever would come down and 
um, started regaining energy and strength. And then sure enough, after two full weeks, um, I was starting to, to be back to normal. Um, but being back to normal, meaning it took a good three months after having COVID to be back to full capacity, to back to being operational again, because I, I went to work obviously after I was quote unquote better but it was still a struggle in fact i had covid brain which is like you just can't remember a damn thing which was so frustrating like you you just couldn't retain information um which makes sense because you know when you have a low oxygen level your body is deprived of oxygen and your brain needs that to be able to function so when you're deprived of oxygen and when you've had a fever for 16 days straight you know it, it impacts you it really affects you um, and then i developed neuropathy in my feet for about two weeks or a week and a half where it just felt like knives going through my feet and i couldn't walk i couldn't stand i couldn't put any pressure on my feet and so um you know i would buy like those topical gels that you could put on for pain and that wouldn't do shit the only thing that would help would be dunking my feet in ice water and then that would provide me relief for maybe 15 or 20 minutes and then after that i would um, take some advil and the advil would finally take away some of that pain but excuse me but it was um yeah it was it was a wild time <laughs> and no one really knows about it we didn't really talk about it with others and after after beating covid for a second time we did end up getting uh vaccinated so i did i've got two shots i didn't get boosted i think the vaccine's dumb in my opinion but that's another conversation for a different day and another world another time but anyways got got vaxxed and that was also partly because my employer at the time made me get vaccinated um, that's the good old private school institution where they don't give you an option. They say you need to get vaccinated or else uh, up to termination. And so didn't really have a choice, but um, yeah, ended up anyways, got vaccinated. So here we are almost a year later and uh, COVID's still around. So there's a few people in my office that just tested positive, but um, I don't know, man. I guess that all to tie it all back in together, I think that also kind of contributed to us wanting to move and just to be in a smaller town and just to kind of be away and and this is a place where we can thrive professionally and put down some roots and you know maybe think about a family and obviously we we do want to buy a home um but yeah man that's that that's been our journey the past year and i guess also kind of contributing to as to why you know we haven't been uh, available to record and and really kind of get things going with that yeah, because I know conversations here and there between 2020 up till now have been, oh, yeah, we really need to get back to recording. We really need to get back. But, I mean, I wasn't always in the headspace for it. I didn't want to push you. When I was in the headspace for it, I didn't want to, you know, force you or anything like that either. So it was it's something that needed to happen organically. Um, and so, I mean, I think anything I think it did. would have been weird. What's that? Yeah, I think it did. I think it has happened organically. I think, you know, we 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 yeah. Well, the good thing is, and I what I appreciate too is always during that time we would always talk about recording. It was never like, oh, are we sure this is going to happen? We knew it was going to happen eventually. It was just a matter of time. So I I really appreciated that dialogue between us of just 
keeping it alive of just like, oh, hey, yeah, we should kind of mention this when we do this again or, you know, hey, do you want to record soon or, you know, just kind of, you know, talking it out and, and keeping the, the BBB, the Beards, Bros, and Brews alive and happy to be here and we're in a good place. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I didn't, I didn't, I knew about the first bout with uh, COVID. I wasn't aware of the second one and I mean, yeah, that's, uh, a rough deal man i'm glad that you're way on the other side of it now i'm gonna clone antibodies help you out yeah there's so much discussion with that or there was i don't think there is anymore uh or as much <laughs> definitely get it yeah that's crazy I, I don't know if i've ever come down with uh covid i know that i've felt good i know that there was really no, yeah like I've you're never, still pure huh? you still you haven't gotten it yet you're I don't still know. pure I, I probably did i probably did. clean i probably beat i don't know <laughs> i probably beat me and i didn't even know it i don't know I take <laughs> vitamins every day i don't know if that has helped but i know i take vitamins every day i take elderberry i take vitamin d i take vitamin c every single day i don't know mm-hmm. if that has helped i'm not saying that that's what kept me clean or what or if it did keep me clean, I really don't know. I just know that I've never really felt it, thankfully. Hmm. And uh, whenever I did feel weird, it was usually tied to something else. Like I know I've gotten allergies, I've gotten all these other weird things, but uh, not to the extent of like having to go somewhere and like that. Thankfully, um, and the times that I have have had to go to the hospital it has been because of something completely unrelated, which was my accident uh, that I had or anything horrible. If you ask me, it was the other guy's accident. I wasn't the one in the accident. But I wasn't yeah. the one that, that, that made me go to the hospital, but he did. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know. Maybe I did get it. Maybe I didn't get it. I don't. I just know that, thankfully, I've been really well. Uh, I still mask up here and there. Uh, sure. Or if I'm not masked up, it's usually because I'm outside and I'm away from people. I'm not really, like, in their space, and they're not really in my space. Uh, right. Uh, shout out to MySpace. Tom. I remember that guy. Anyway. Right <laughs> uh, but, you know, whenever we're in tight quarters or another day, I do try to use a mask and or I keep, like, my distance from people um, as much as I can, that type of deal. Like, we just had, with Starn, right? You remember Starn? We just had boot camps, and I still masked up. And so a lot of people don't. And then later on, they're mm-hmm. feeling like shit or what have you. And I'm like, I don't know if it's COVID or not, man, but I'm good right now. Yeah. I have no idea. Maybe it's a placebo effect wearing the mask. I, have no idea. <laughs> I, I really don't know. I just know that like I'm gonna feel however I feel, and if I feel like I need to wear a mask around you, or if I feel more comfortable around wearing a mask, then that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just kind of keep my distance from people. I, I honestly don't know if I ever got it. I just know that I officially haven't tested positive for it. But it's kind. I kind of attributed to kind of like the Donald Trump thing like if the more tests you are of course you're going to get more positive cases <laughs> when you start testing for it that's when you find it <laughs> but, I mean it's just, yeah no I do I do think, believe COVID's real I'm, I am uh, fearful no, of for like, sure. what it can cause to people like I stayed away from my mother throughout that time too because I didn't want to do anything and even so today when I go visit her I still wear a mask because I don't know if I may have sure. something or have been around somebody that it may affect her but it doesn't affect me my mom's already elderly by this point, so yeah, I wouldn't want to mess with that either. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I thankfully been well. I do take the vitamins every day. That's right. I don't know if that helps, but I mean, it makes me feel good. If that makes any difference. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to each his own, man. Like that—that's the kind of deal. If you want to wear a mask, then wear a mask, man. Like that. At that, 
if that helps you absolutely like go ahead and take those precautions but for me man i just go with a a raw dog it i don't do any masks if not yeah i I don't know just a personal preference i don't like the masks but i mean i I don't have elderly people around me i don't have individuals that i you know i gotta watch out for so it's just me and tiff out here and um but yeah man that's that's kind of how it goes I'm, i'm glad that you haven't gotten it or uh, like you said, you could have gotten it. You could have beaten it already, but who knows? But I'd I'd rather have you not get it and stay clean and yeah. be healthy. That's, that's I mean, there was important. a couple of times in 2020 where I felt like it was hard to breathe, but then I would also have to mm. remember like it was always that joke like, but I'm also fat. So. Yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, but I'm also and, a fat and it fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> trying to make fun of the situation, it was like legit. Like, <laughs> did I just do something yeah. that made me tired? And like, <laughs> but I am really fat and I don't really work out, so we all that. <laughs> So it makes sense why I'm tired, yeah. 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 So, you know, very, like, and now that I'm, like, not as fat, I'm like, but I don't really work out. So, like, if I go upstairs, yeah, I'm fat, you know. Like, like we just had boot camp, and we actually had uh, boot camp in the coastal event at 10 CC. And mm, I ran nice. up the stairs in the UC to go up into the third floor. And, I mean, that's three flights of stairs. And so I ran up so I could beat the whole, like, crowd of kids coming up behind me and parents so that I could get up there and because we were having the college fair portion of it and i was panting and rudy's like are you all right and i was like yeah i'm just fat like i ran up the stairs <laughs> and, uh, and, I was like, and i'm wearing a mask so it's harder to breathe because i just ran up the damn stairs and so everybody was laughing oh, like, yes. are you good i'm like yeah i'm just still fat and they're like no you're not you lost weight i'm like still fat still out of shape like yeah but yeah so it's kind of like one of those things too but yeah and i mean i'm double vaccinated i did not get the booster either much to a lot of people's criticism what have you but whatever uh, yeah yeah i did not get the booster uh i got my own reasons for that and of course we, we can probably share that in a different episode to kind of expand on that because uh, yeah. i'm sure that i eventually want to get into the conversation because i've had a few conversations although not all of them have gone favorably uh to my discredit i don't think i've always voiced my opinion correctly but ivermectin uh, <laughs> is another thing to mention as well so I mean, I've never taken ivermectin, but I've had I had my thoughts on it, and I wasn't always able to clearly voice that opinion, and that's my fault. So I will uh, reserve that conversation for another day when we can kind of fully expand on on that topic, uh, COVID treatments and whatnot. And everything. But I do follow a lot of like Peter Hotez. I don't know if you follow Peter Hotez. Do you do you follow him? Or I do not know. Dr. Peter Hotez no. is a I forget his official title, but he actually works here in the state of Texas, and he's uh, out of Austin, uh, Texas, not uh, Massachusetts. (laughs) Uh, He's like the director, uh, the dean for the National School of Tropical Medicine uh, with Baylor College of Medicine out of Houston, and he also works with pediatrics and molecular biology. Uh, And he's also a P. He also works with Texas Children's Hospital. And he has been a big advocate for vaccines and uh, like COVID prevention type techniques and all that and everything. And he actually found a lot of sponsors to kind of create the vaccine much more, like, I guess you could say in a cheaper fashion. Uh, mm-hmm. Like not BioNTech or uh, what is it, Moderna and Pfizer and all these other ones and everything. So he actually found donors yeah. for it. Tito's Vodka out of Austin was one of the big donors for it. Um, so they were creating the, the vaccine in mass. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
quantities to be able to like afford it to more individuals out there in the world that did want to get it. So hmm. he wasn't saying you have to get it, but this is what I believe could benefit the world, and I'm going to be that change that I wish to see in the world and help people actually get access to the <laughs> they want it, that type of deal. Right. But anyway, right. I followed him early on within the COVID uh, crisis, if you will, the COVID uh, scares early early on and he was talking about that early tests and early studies showed that those with type o blood fared better against covid than any other blood type and i'm o positive or i always forget which which o i am i am type o but i'm the one that can do 80 percent night universal donation to other blood types whichever one that is positive or negative i'm, I'm one of those um, so I was like, oh, cool. So I'd be okay. You know, like it was kind of like, really <laughs> I, I didn't know what the hell COVID was going to do to me. Like it could be like the flu where I just sneezed and like, all right, I'm over it. Or it could be like deathbed. You know, those were the two extremes is how we all kind of understood COVID. So I was like, okay, well, type O fares better. Okay. So I have a better chance than other people. All right, cool. Uh, I just have to think that I'm fat to go against me and predispose <laughs> to diabetes, but all right, but you know, type O does better. So yeah. I followed him early on. I followed Rhonda Patrick, who also talks about vitamin D being a huge mm-hmm. contributor to people like really, really like falling victim of COVID symptoms and whatnot right. and everything, and how there was vitamin D deficiency. So that's why I took elderberry. That's why I took vitamin C and vitamin D, and have continued to take it up until today, uh, which I need to take it after this podcast. But uh, because of that, just because it, it felt good, it seemed like it was a good thing to do, and I don't feel bad doing it, so I'd rather just keep doing it now. Um, but yeah, little stuff like that. Good deal, man. Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely a topic we can have a lengthy discussion at in our, in our next podcast, but yeah, there, there's a lot of different avenues you can go uh, as far as treatments and just COVID overall. And, yeah. yeah. But I'm glad to hear you're well, man. I'm glad to hear that you battled back from that and obviously you being here also serves a purpose um and yeah. there's a reason why you're still here as well uh, you know because you and i have always been like aside from the podcast and aside from 2020 and you know the last two years or whatnot or anything you and i have always kind of clicked in some different level of mm-hmm. understanding of each other uh, whether it was a stupid joke or it was like a great joke we've always kind of <laughs> understood where we were coming from because one of my favorite things about jokes um, is or one of my favorite things to say about you know the jokes that I make is that I'm an equal opportunity offender. So at one point or another, I don't see color, and I don't see <laughs> any. I guess you could say gender, right? At these days, I don't ever see anything about you. I just making a joke. Um, and so I might offend you because I might say like a, something that offends you because of your color, because of where you come from, because of something that you did in your past, or something that you believe strongly in. I might offend you, but it doesn't mean that it's personal, and it's not that I forget where you come from. It's just that in the moment, I'm just trying to be funny. Uh, but it all comes from a good place. And so one of the favorite things that I, I learned and everything about jokes is, I don't know if you follow Patrice O'Neill, the comedian. Nope. Uh, but uh, one of the, the best quotes that I've heard from him, and uh, Sensei Rogan actually is the one that quotes this a lot, is that Patrice O'Neill said, whether a joke is funny or whether it's stupid and it's annoying, it comes from the same place. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like that's me. Like that's me in a nutshell. Like if I offend you, sorry. <laughs> If I made you laugh, sorry, but it comes from the same place. Like, it's not me trying to like, oh, I know that you're this, so I'm going to make fun of you and poke a fun at that. Don't get me wrong. I do that too. But that's when I've already known you for a while. And that's why I tell my closest friends, like, I'm going to talk shit in front of your face and I'm going to sing your praises behind your back. Like, I'm not going to do the opposite. I'm not going to talk shit about you behind your back. I'd rather tell you that to your face because I love you. 
But if I don't like you, then I'm just not going to say anything, you know, bad or good about you. I'm just not going to talk about you at all. Like, that's how I'm going to burn you. Because uh, I'm just going to make you irrelevant, basically, in my life. Uh, but that that's one of my favorite things and everything about Patrice O'Neill that he said that, you know, like, whether a joke is funny or whether it's bad, it comes from the same place. And that's the way that I look at things, so... If I ever say something that offends somebody, just know it didn't come from anything of a hatred place or a bad place or anything like that. But, um, so that's why, like, even with, like, when I had bad jokes, when I was like, you always knew and I've always understood that it wasn't coming in a derogatory way. It wasn't in any way trying to belittle you or anything like that. And if I ever did offend you, it, it again, didn't come from, you know, a place of <laughs> trying to purposely mess with you or anything like that. Yeah, or just don't be so sensitive, people. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. There, but no, I, I get too. what you're saying. <laughs> don't I mean, be I'm so sensitive. Like somebody once told me that guys have yeah. periods too. Guys have like times of the month too where they just feel like bad. Oh, and I'm like, for sure. I, I think it's true. Oh, like, for the older sure. I get, I'm 37 now. I had to do the math earlier because you said you were 30. And <laughs> and I, was like, I know I'm 30, but I forget I'm 36 or 37. <laughs> <laughs> you're. You're heading toward the 40s. You're going yeah, hardcore towards those 40s. I'm waiting for my midlife crisis. I'm wondering what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> am I going to have an affair? I'm going to get a sports car. I'm going to get Right. I don't have a secretary, so it's not going to be an affair. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's like um, when you were talking about the 30s earlier, I was like, how old am I? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm 37. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like. It's it's a weird kind of like a vibe and everything, right? When you're already and everything at that age, like when when I get older and everything, I do feel like you do eventually have those moments or have that that time or anything throughout the day where you just feel like shit, and it's like everything bothers you. Like somebody makes fun of you and you it hurts you so bad, and it's just like what? Like that's not even a bad joke, and I'm already getting offended or I'm already getting mad. So yeah. Yeah, and to kind of twist that too, it's like people like don't take things so personally. Like, just focus on yourself. Like, it, it's you know, who cares what people say? Who cares what they have to say about you? You don't need people to hype you up in order to, you know, make you feel like the best person possible. Like you, you can just don't don't take it so personally. Like it's it's okay. Like, f what people say about you. Just. Keep doing your thing. Keep living your truth. Keep being who you are, because uh, that's who you're meant to be. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. That's why. I, I guess that's why. Like, I ended up going the route that I did of the choices I've made so far, and probably will continue to make. You know, I'm just me. And if that yeah. lands me in a spot where me and somebody else can no longer be friends, or me and no longer hanging out with somebody, then so be it. But. I, mean, I don't know. I, I like to think that both you and I keep our circles pretty tight. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it, how it goes for us. We're on uh, 66 minutes, man. No? There we go. Things. Yeah, it did. Time flies when you're having fun. We went by fast. I, know, I don't want to keep you too long. I know you're a busy man and you've got the family and everything. Uh, you've got the, the military family, lieutenant and sergeant. <laughs> Uh, Lieutenant Colonel, Millie and Marshall. I'm going to call Tiff the Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the boss. I don't know if it's. She's I don't know my military. Uh, what do you call it? I don't rankings know the rankings well. either. Uh, yeah. I was just yeah. thinking of another one, and it's like Lieutenant, uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Sergeant, and then Colonel. Those yeah. are your dogs, right? Lieutenant and Sergeant, or did I fuck that up already? 
Lieutenant and Marshall. Marshall, I'm we are we are Marshall. How can you how can you mess up? We are Marshall. I, I knew his name was Marshall, <laughs> but I didn't know if he had another military ranking to go with the name. Yeah, gotcha. Well, it is like a U.S. Marshal, so don't think True. military. Think, yeah. think, because because I think the next name for us is gonna be Ranger or Chief. Ah, I do like Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. It's not bad either, but I do like Ranger. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm. But yeah, we'll see. We'll get there when we get there. But yeah, man, it's been a blast. I'm glad that we're able to do this and, and have some fun. I think we're both in great places, and I'm excited to move forward, and uh, it's great hearing your voice. Oh, it's even better to hear yours. It's always better to hear yours. <laughs> we, we need to bring Tiff on here. Um, eventually, I'll bring my wife on here as well, too. Uh, so yeah, I'm in. Shed some light into some of the stuff that I say, whether or not it's actually true, or whether or not <laughs> She's going to call you out. Yep. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Yeah. I don't know if she's ever heard one of our episodes. I told her the name, but I don't know if she's ever heard our episodes. I don't know if Tiff has heard us rant. But uh, Nope, she hasn't. Definitely the Alien <laughs> one was a trippy one. I, I will admit I did go back and hear our Alien one not too long ago because that one actually scared okay. me because of the lightning storm that was going on. <laughs> the storm was yeah, dude, that was, yeah, that was wild. Yeah. That one was a funny one. I remember I told Rudy about it, and Rudy was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, dude, like, it was pretty crazy. Like, it almost seemed like on purpose. Like, people were messing with our computers. Like, it was crazy, man. I was like, we were talking about aliens and all this shit. Like, <laughs> I, I think I might have mentioned Hillary Clinton, and that's what got us, like, you know. <laughs> like, all right. So he had to go listen to it, too. But, yeah, man, it was a blast. And so for everybody out there who got to hear us for the first time in nearly two, three years, Hope you all enjoyed what you heard. Come back here. We may rebrand our name. We don't know yet because there's been a lot of people that have been copying yeah. our name out there in social media and in the podcast. Lots of beards. Yeah, lots of beards, lots of bros. There's a lot. You know what I didn't see? I didn't see a broads and beards. That'd be funny. Like two chicks, one <laughs> dude or something. I don't know. That'd be funny. That's messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Anyways, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sure, but it was good to talk to you, brother. Uh, yeah, like out there. Josh, any final words before we leave? Any final words of nuggets of wisdom? Nope, no nuggets here. Just be yourself, enjoy life, and take one day at a time. Same for me. Same for me. We'll see y'all. Be safe.